0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, and running the boards is Joey D's. Hey. Hello. On today's show, Joey and I will probably nerd out a lot about Elden Ring, maybe give you guys some tips and trips, uh, tips and tricks. Because, well, we're trying really hard not to die in the game, and that's not the easiest thing in the world. It is not. No. We will also talk about whether or not George R.R. Martin will ever complete a song of ice and fire. Science point to maybe. We will also get into Beetlejuice 2. Yeah, baby, it's real. Vicky's going to talk Doom Patrol, maybe that more, but of course we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us?
1: Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our bloods, podcasts, and more. More. Or just search (laughs) BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app.
0: (laughs) So, Joe and I, it was. week or so ago when you and I were talking about Elden Ring, we wanted to give our, our first impressions. And I think it was like, I you had played it a little bit more than me. I had played it for I, I think at that point maybe like one or two days. Yes. Uh, and I had gotten very, very mad at it and swore to put it down. And then the more that I talk with you about it and the more that I see stuff online, I'm like, no, okay, I just got to kind of change my mindset and maybe just maybe not go into it like like a Skyrim and be a little more cautious when I'm going into playing with it because Elden Ring is uh, essentially based off of uh, the style of games like Dark Souls. Yes. And we mentioned that and being like, I went into it blind not knowing that, and if I would have known about that, I don't know if I would have bought it. Now that I've spent a little more time playing it, Uh, I I feel more comfortable having bought it, and I don't feel like I just wasted 60 bucks. Well, that's good. Yeah, right? So... I figured that now that we've spent a little bit of time uh, playing, both you and I, you definitely uh, a lot higher level than me. Uh, but I have completed the first big pain in the ass boss. Uh, I did utilize their online help feature, which is, hey, bring in a buddy who can come in and help you fight it. So I had a, my good friend Derek, uh, he uh, he was like, hey, hey, you need some help? I'm like,
2: yes. Yes, please. I keep getting stabbed.
0: I kept on getting wrecked, and uh, so we ended up getting through it. So I feel a little bit more comfortable about talking about the game. Uh, I think uh, one of the big things with the game is it doesn't tell you really anything. No. And it's a boon in the aspect of everyone out there wants to show off or at least tell you about how they're playing it, good or bad. It'll be like, oh, look at me. I'm so good at this game. But there's a lot of people out there who genuinely want to help other people and like show off some really cool things or like show off builds. I mean, YouTube, TikTok, all those different things are out there. So there's so many resources that you can figure out exactly what you want to do
2: and then follow other people as they've been going along. Yeah, I think a good beginner's uh, help helpful guide type thing would be figure out do you want to attack? Do you want to cast intelligence based uh, uh, spells, mm-hmm. uh, aka, uh, I think they're just called spells, and then, uh, or incantations, which are faith based? Yeah. Um, or, you know, do you want to do a lot of blocking? Do you want to be a lancer? You know, figure out what your fun style is and just take the beginning part of the game to do that. Because if you don't, you know, you level up and spend points to put into certain categories and if you don't put them into the right categories, you can't wield certain weapons or cast certain spells or incantations. So a good thing to do is figure out what you like to do and what kind of your play style is.
0: And that was what I ended up doing was I was like, I got to figure out what's going on. And I went with a melee based class because they were like, the Vagabond class is kind of one of those easy starters. You get heavy armor. Generally, you can go with sword and board and uh, really kind of defend against those things. I was like, well, I don't necessarily want a shield and I saw a build that was wielding two great swords to very, very, very devastating effects using jump attacks. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to jump and smash people with one shot and maybe not have to deal with it anymore. So I've been going with that, but I followed a guy's YouTube tutorial. It was just like a little seven minute video that got me the basis of trying to figure it out from there. Uh, And that is where I went. So I've been running with that. Um, To moderate success, obviously just still trying to figure out the game, and then even then figuring out, oh, like weight load, how much your character can carry, which is based off of the endurance uh, 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 stat, Uh, I had to raise that so I could make sure and get to a medium load because – it affects how quickly you can dodge away from stuff. And rolling away and dodging is like one of the biggest uh, skills that you need to learn and know how to use.
2: That's your bread and butter. And it's yeah. a little confusing because it's actually more of a dodge than it is a roll, meaning that if it looks like something's going to hit you and it, you dodge, you, you, you time your roll correctly you'll actually dodge the attack even if it goes through you yeah which is a big thing for the bosses because i did not realize that and i would be like just be like oh i'm gonna get hit by that sword i'm just dead anyways but it turns out no you can actually dodge it just by rolling
0: and that's even like looking at the graphics and you see like a giant sword smashing through the thing and it's like no you you roll forward and it'll actually dodge that attack and you're like that doesn't seem to make sense, but in the game mechanics, it does, and you just have to accept that. Yeah, exactly, because they
2: do really big bosses, meaning, like, actual size. Gigantic. <laughs> like, I slayed a dragon earlier last oh, week. Oh, look at you, Fancy. Yeah, it was dope. He <laughs> killed me a couple times first. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, I got him, and that's the only time that mattered. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you have to be you know, kind of uh, realizing as you grow up throughout the game. I should probably just try to dodge to see if it works. Because, again, you know, there's a lot of save points. So you generally get into this theme of save, yeah, go try to fight the boss, die about 14 times, and then either realize you can do it or it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, and when he's talking about save points, it's essentially the Sites of Grace, which are located everywhere. I would I would suggest there's a uh, a website called Fextra Life, but if you just search Elden Ring map, it'll give it to you, and it's an interactive map that'll show you all different locations. You can click off all of the legends and see, oh, I just want to look up map fragments and, uh, and uh, site of Grace locations, and you can find those to kind of figure out the places that are safe for you to go so you can go and maybe do more things or at least that are somewhat close to where you're going. Because if you go to Wander and then suddenly you get gacked in the middle of nowhere, you got to go back and get your runes. Yeah. Which another big thing on that is... Uh, or especially early on for me and obviously correct me if you if you feel differently, but it's like spend the runes to level up as, as as soon as you get that level because you don't want to just get stuck somewhere because if you just wander somewhere, you might find a boss that you can't get out of that room and suddenly all those runes you had set up are now gone forever.
2: Yeah, generally the rule of thumb I do is if you have more than 25% of the next level, you should be at least careful mm-hmm. because it's yeah. a lot of wasted resources. And to your point, a lot of times you fall into a spot you didn't know you could get to or you can get invaded by enemy players. Yeah. And like sometimes those spots, like you said, are hard to get away from, so you can't go collect your runes. I had that punishment where I walked into a bear cave on accident. Oh, no, not the bear. And I spent, like, 35 minutes beating that bear. I mean, it, I finally <laughs> was able to do it by not cheesing it, but, like, using the, uh, the scenery or the surrounding uh, yeah. elements to hide behind a rock to dodge its big attack. And it took me a long time to figure out. But I got my... Seventy five percent of a level back. Ooh, which... Oh damn, dude! Yeah, and you know the higher you go up, obviously, the harder it is to get you know that kind of experience. So
0: yeah, and because the, and the runes are used for everything. They're used to buy buy stats, upgrade your equipment, level yourself. It is the catch all currency for the game, which I like because you don't have to keep on looking for different
2: things, which is very handy. Yeah, and you're going to get a lot of resources and that aren't runes, like yeah. mushrooms and wild bones and stuff like that. And I'm going to tell you. I have not really used any of them. Uh, you will use them eventually. But
0: <laughs> have you Have you looked into the crafting
2: system? Yes.
0: Okay. Because there are some things that are really amazing with that. You want to kind of keep tabs on that. Is uh, I know that for just using like fire pots. Uh, to throw at people, or even the uh, uh, it was the 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 fire stuff that you can add to your sword to give some flaming. I love doing that. I think it's really cool. And once I figured out what to get, you're like, oh, I'm just looking out for these resources. And the resources don't add to your weight. It's just the stuff that you're carrying on your equipment. So like, if you have a torch equipped, so you can look in a, into a darker cave, that does add to your weight limit. And even for me, something like that is. I'm at a level now that I have two talisman spots, but I have one that isn't open unless I need it for something because it suddenly puts me into a heavy load. Yes, and heavy is brutal. I don't even know how you play the game. It's at heavy so load. hard. It, like I first started off doing it, and I was just like, no, I've got to get my get my
2: endurance up there just to make sure. Yeah, I wore tattered pants for, like, I think 20 hours or something because I'm like, there's just no point. I, I put on those heavy pants, and then all of a sudden it's like a slog to get anywhere.
0: Uh, another big tip on this is also to prioritize the map fragment icons. This will open it up for the map in-game so you can look and see the stuff there. I think that is one of the more important things is looking on the map online is fine so you can look up stuff. That's really worthwhile, but getting the map fragments in the game so you can get those, like those should be the first things you go to in an area if you're in that grayed-out area of the map. Try to find those, look them up, or sometimes you can tell which ones they are
2: because they're usually at some sort of pillar on a roadside. Follow the main road. Yeah, <laughs> good every call time. on all and that. you'll find them. Yeah, I, I made that mistake and didn't realize. But i like, man, I'm not exploring very much. And then I found one, and you could see all the stuff I've already hit in the map. I'm like, <laughs> oh, apparently
0: I've explored 95% of it. Whoops. And you can help other players, too, and get more runes as well. So that was one of the reasons why I got a buddy to help me with uh, Large Marge that we call uh, that, that first bot. At the bridge, and, Oh, yes, and because if you help them out, you don't necessarily get loot, but you'll get runes, which again is the
2: catch all for everything. You might not get that loot, but you will be able to afford or upgrade your stuff. Yeah, I think uh, it's just such a nice experience to play a game that has that's built for more than 20 hours of gameplay. Like, I'm pretty sure you could put a hundred into this before really completing it if you wanted to.
0: Oh, absolutely, 100%. This is one of those games that's open world, something like I mentioned with like Skyrim, but again. It's very deadly. Like a random, like a random character on the side of the road can absolutely wreck you if you're not prepared.
2: Yeah, it's like the exact opposite of a smasher. Like, you know, like the games that's yeah. designed that you're supposed to kill like a hundred enemies every you know five seconds and then you're just using <laughs> health pots left and right. This game's more like you walk up and there's a skeleton. Doesn't matter what level you are, that skeleton whack you a couple times. You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh have some fun with it. I'd love to hear other people's tips
0: and tricks. What classes are you guys running? I'm always interested in seeing that because this can even be one of those games or I might go back and create another build I want to try a caster at some point um, because that was the first character I made I died horribly I'm like no I need I need armor I need armor so bad
2: yeah my friend's a wizard he loves it and I'm like I don't know how you do it dude I just get one shot by everything
0: yeah right (laughs) (laughs) so let us know all about that moving on and I'm kind of tying this in because George R.R. Martin did put a lot of uh, uh, of input in Elden Ring it's based off some of his stuff and you're like well that's interesting Uh, is is he Gonna ever finish uh, a sort of ice and fire? No, uh, we don't know. Well, Game of Thrones fans do want him concentrating on one thing and one thing only: the Winds of Winter, which mm. is the sixth book in the series. Well, it's been in the works since 2011, which is 11 years if you haven't uh, been keeping tabs on stuff. And right now, it doesn't appear to be the most important thing on his agenda. He's currently developing five different series on HBO, as as well as, quote, other animated shows that he's not allowed to talk about yet. So as for the winds of winter, George says he made a lot of progress in 2020, but less in 2021, but he still is plugging along. He says, quote, I know, I know for many of you out there, the only one project matter and I'm sorry, one only one project matters. I'm sorry for you. They all matter to me. Well, and I understand that, but I also feel that maybe he got kind of uh, burnt out because of how Game of Thrones, the television show ended. Yeah, and I can maybe see that kind of just took the wind out of his sails, and he doesn't really want to necessarily focus on that, and wants to focus on other things. I don't know. I'm not George, and I definitely don't want to ask him that question in person because <laughs> I feel that's the one that everybody asks.
2: Yeah, I was going to say I've never written a book, but I got to tell you, man, <laughs> if you told a publisher you're going to make a book and you wait, and it took twelve plus years mm. to release it, I mean. Your funding's gone, so I mean, <laughs> I, luckily for him, I have a feeling that they don't care because you know this book is probably going to be one of the best-selling books of you know the last decade Forever. when it comes out, right? Gosh, but, yeah, right. But, at the same time, it's like George, you got a lot of projects, man. But like, this is like your best project, <laughs> you know? like, right? Why would you not want to finish it? I know. And that was the the thing that cracks me up
0: is that my wife bought the books, uh, the first five, because you could just buy them in like a, a kind of a, a whole grouping uh, for her uh, for her Kindle or iPad or whatever the hell she uses. And she's just like, "Well, eventually, I have to buy more books." I'm like, "Maybe, yeah." Maybe. <laughs>
2: But I don't blame him, man. After watching what those writers went through and butchered the end of that series, like I mean, I bet for him it's like, I don't really know how I'm supposed to end it because is there a good way to do this at this point?
0: And then even at that aspect, it's like he, he sees that there and is like, well, that really wasn't what I was going to do. Now there's going to be a weird compare and contrast. Some spoiler things obviously went down, so we'll have to see where he goes with all of it. And for a lot of people, I know it's the journey rather than the destination. And maybe he's just trying to, you know, he's just having a problem coming to that finale, like you were saying.
2: Yeah, it's just weird to me too because I feel like once it does wrap up, he'll he'll it'll be better than the TV series, regardless. even yeah. If he doesn't know what he's going to do with it, but it, I, he should just you know get it, it. get it done, <laughs> and and then even if he doesn't know exactly where he wants it to go, do what he knows he wants to do with it, and then mm-hmm. have I mean, I know he probably doesn't want to have other writers come in and help him. But I've seen a lot of, like, those scenarios where either an author passes away or they get, you know, yeah. not brain farts, but essentially writer's block. Yeah. And they have other writers come and help them. And well, it, it and
0: does he- really work. That's what happened with the Wheel of Time series. Robert Jordan passed away and Brandon Sanderson came in, finished the last three books, and he's been a consultant on the TV show. Uh, obviously, uh, also the wife of Robert Jordan, too, um, has been... Both have been a part of that, but uh, Sanderson has been the the front face of all of it, and everyone loves uh, Sanderson's books. The way he was able to complete it, he was supposed to just come in and finish with one book, and he realized there's so much stuff here. He had to write three more books. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like you
2: can get to that point. You just hope you don't get to that point. Yeah, because again, you know, like he even said, I've got a lot of projects going on. It's been 12 years, you know, or 11 years plus. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, if that's the case, then why don't you have someone help you with it? I don't think that's a weird thing to want to do, especially, you know, God forbid he does pass away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're in the spot where you're like, well, maybe you should have thought about this. And, and
0: hopefully he has. And, and uh, you know, nothing but uh, well wishes. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I
2: would prefer him to finish the series. Yeah, I think right? everyone would. <laughs> but, but, you know, again, there's 11 years is an a timeline you give to someone and then go, guys, don't worry. Right. Stop complaining. I've got other things going on. It's like, no, George, you've just decided not to finish the book and we're still <laughs> waiting for something that's been actually longer than
0: 11 years, I didn't think we'd ever actually see this, but we're going to get a sequel to Beetlejuice Beetlejuice mm-hmm. 2 could start filming this summer which is kind of a surprise because the last I heard that it kept on floundering they wanted to do something uh, even right when it first came out because it was fairly popular and they uh, wanted to have it end, I think Tim Burton even wrote like a script that ended with Beetlejuice participating it three times in a <laughs> in a surf contest in Hawaii. What? Oh, yeah, yeah I so I don't that. even know what's going on with all that. Mm-mm. But it looks like there might be something going on. We have a new development. Brad Pitt has a production company called Plan B, and they are now involved, and this means that they could potentially start filming as early as this summer. The word is that Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder are returning as Beetlejuice and Lydia Dietz, and Tim Burton should be coming back to direct. Now, thank you, Brad. We'll have to see what is going to be happening, and it could be coming closer to life, unless it's not. And uh, then we'll just have to deal <laughs> with that, because you just don't know. Like They say maybe, they say probably, and for me, I'm still kind of hoping on that. Moving on from that, let's talk, Vicky, about Doom Patrol, Yeah, because you're still plugging away in that. Did you finish the season? I finished it. Nice. Good job. So how did you feel about it?
1: So before I get into it, there is going to be another season. Oh, good. One thing I do realize with a lot of these shows that get more and more seasons, you can tell that the quality of CGI kind of goes down a little bit.
0: Yeah, we've mentioned that before.
1: The thing is, though, for sure. It, this is not a sh- this is a show that can get away with it because it is so ridiculous. Oh, ok. <laughs> it's like, wow, that CGI is not great. It's like watching once upon a time, like in the later seasons, too. It's no. not great. However, it it's such a weird show. Like you're fighting against literal butt monsters. What? They're, why? Because <laughs> those are the monsters. They are like rear ends with teeth. It's mm. <laughs> like I, I said, this I, is a I, weird I've had show. So, I've
0: had some spicy food before that made it feel like that. I uh,
1: last <laughs> season, I think I, I, I mentioned before, because of COVID shutting down, they had to basically condense the very last episode. This season was had a lot of awesome stuff. However, I don't think it was the strongest of all the seasons mm-hmm. uh, because it we it, we got a lot of new characters throughout the entire season. So some characters are here to say we're gonna keep them on and see them more next season. Some we only got little bits of them. And there was a few others. I I realized I felt like somebody who's not a nerd going into like a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. You're like, I feel like this person is probably important or a reference to something, but I don't get the reference.
0: You just don't know it, yeah.
1: Because there was an episode where they had like the like a dead squad or something like that. You had two dead kids and like another teenage girl with superpowers or something and they were like a detective agency oh and you're like that's kind of cool but the way they came in i felt like i was supposed to know who they were first time i've ever heard of them which makes me think if they ever did a spin-off or whatever i'd be in for it okay cool i'm curious this 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 is there's something there okay uh it was kind of cool to see one of the main characters rita who was always she was Mm -hmm. Like, she's she's from old-timey, you know, Rita Farr, actress.
0: I remember you talking about Mm -hmm. her before, yeah.
1: But definitely this was her season because she was able to grow based off, it all started with her just being, like, having an idea in her head because she got crapped on. Then it's like, I'm supposed to be something great, and for once I'm going to try to grab it, and by her trying to prove everyone wrong... Changes a lot of the sequence of events oh
0: wow. okay.
1: Yes there is time travel
0: oh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and Joey's out.
1: Well uh, the thing uh. with this time travel <laughs> not that it makes it better or anything, but I liked what they did is that if you use a time travel machine, you lose your memory.
2: Oh, so, interesting. And, like
1: when the first person goes to time travel, like they show up they're like, I know little bits and pieces. Like I know I'm wow. supposed to find somebody, or I left this note in my pocket. I don't remember my name. I don't remember why I'm here, but I know I'm supposed to find this person.
0: That kind of reminds me. I felt that that was something along the lines of Twelve Monkeys when that happened. That movie. And if you haven't seen mm-hmm. Twelve Monkeys with Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt.
1: Oh yeah, it's a
0: solid, it's a solid, solid movie.
1: Like I know of it, but I didn't yeah. really know what it really. But was I about. think
0: the memory thing was kind mm-hmm. of an issue with that.
1: Uh, I feel like a lot of the either storylines, either they kind of got tired of them or didn't. there was actor situations where like, oh, we can't use this actor anymore so we're going to just kind of wrap this up. Either it was wrapped up and rushed or everything's going to come full circle next season. Oh, so that's okay. why I can't say it was a good or bad season until I really see the last season. Kind of like Game of Thrones for me. Like, I couldn't say it was bad until we watched all of it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say, oh, like, cause I'm like, this episode's not awful. Okay, cool. But then when you get the payoff or whatever, then you can decide. And I feel like that is... Definitely the case with this season. We've got a lot thrown at us. A lot of the same uh, story. Like every season you kind of get, we're getting better. We're emotionally growing. We're, you know, taking care of our traumas and doing all this stuff. We're better. And then they're not. And then they have to go on this new journey every season to try to resolve some of those traumas that each of these characters have. Um, Interesting, like we did get a uh, zombie episode. (laughs) So if you love zombies, there was a... A lot of that. There's a a lot this season was also of let me change how I am and who I am because I'm tired of this. I just want to be normal and then realizing that maybe that's not what I wanted. Fair
0: enough. And that's it. kind of helps along the lines even just people with just dealing with their own identity in real life.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think they probably did that for two reasons. One being that and two when you have all these superheroes with all these amazing strengths and powers and everything you, you need to be able to. Take them back a few notches so you can actually create these storylines with other characters. Like, Otherwise, they're just going to win every time. You need to create drama. And they did a good job for it. I am curious to see. Like I said, I will give you a better review once the next season comes out, whenever that does come out. And I'll tell you if it's good or not. I was creeped out, though. They uh, There is one, without spoiling too much of it, there is a, a character that's in it briefly this season that's been in all the other seasons. But only his head and voice. And the way oh. they made his head like a spirit thing creeped me the hell out. I was like, no, <laughs> no. It's normally I'm like, oh sure. A CGI decapitated head or whatever, practical effects, that's fine. But the way they
0: really bothered hated it, I was like, no,
1: oh, I hate it. I hate it. So anytime he was on screen, I was like, no. <laughs> Glad it was only a few episodes, but still yeah, I was like, no! That doesn't
0: surprise me at all with it's you. Just
1: icky. No. It was just not, no.
0: Well, we'll have to get back with you and uh uh see how that goes after the uh the next uh the next season goes. Yep. And uh actually stick around because it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got?
1: You like horror movies, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. I can generally enjoy myself a good horror flick.
1: Well, I do not. I
0: know. <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> Uh, but I did find, like, I, one of the things I really love is reading about the Mandela effects.
0: okay, yeah, it's, it's essentially, um, you think something happened, and. But it, not
1: just you, it, it's, like, generally a lot of people, w- widely yeah. known that this is how it is. But then you realize, wait, no, wait, that never happened? Like the Luke, I am your father. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. no, I am your father.
0: And one of the other things, too, is like and the, the uh, original creation of the term, the Mandela Effect, was that people believed that Nelson Mandela died in prison mm-hmm. when he was stuck there. Um, that was not the case. He was released after 27 years um, and then went on to lead a life and do a lot of activism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But people believed he died. And there's a whole bunch of things that go along with this.
1: Well, a lot of these, so Ranker came out with 12 examples of the Mandela effect in horror movies that really freaked him out. Oh, okay. And a lot of these I know because they're pop culture. Yeah, okay. So in um, Silence of the Lambs, Dr. Lecter never says, hello, Clarice. He doesn't? No. See, what actually, what he says, he greets her with, good morning. And then Clarice proceeds to introduce herself.
0: Oh, so I think interesting. Uh, Like peop- they
1: say, why did hello, Clarice catch on as a phrase that's ever associated with Silence of the Lamb? It's possible that it's just an easier phrase to remember and it works well with his super creepy voice that he did for Hannibal. But that's, it's that's odd. Yeah, super in pop culture. It was even a parody in the cable guy. It's just I, no, I have no idea.
2: Oh,
0: and this is kind of interesting, too, because I just had to look it up because I swore to God. It's, again, Mandela effect. Yeah. He says, good evening, Clarice. Mm-hmm. And then he actually does say, hello, Clarice, but it doesn't happen until 2001's Hannibal. And he
1: says, well, hello, Clarice.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Damn.
1: This one's technically not a horror movie, but it is a movie I've seen. I don't consider it a horror movie. It's a spoof. Oh. And this is a scary movie too. If you oh, were yeah, yeah, a teenager those, in the two thousands, yeah, my goodness, you probably watched a lot of this, which I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we remember that one of the characters, Dwight, was hanging on a light fixture, and there is like the butler. Uh, his name was Hanson, which is hilarious because he had like a really tiny, deformed hand.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: Uh, <laughs> and like every, it was there's this whole sequence where he came out with this gorgeous, like delicious five course or whatever dinner, or not, you know. Oh, turkey yeah. and mashed mm-hmm. potatoes. So he's sitting there and his hand's just gross and he's gross in general, like picking his nose with his little hand, ma- like doing the mashed potatoes but his hand gets all in it and he's playing with the turkey so nobody wants to eat because his hand is so gross and he's so gross with his hand. So we all remember, and everyone says this, it's like, take, take my strong hand! Referencing his sh- little hand, <laughs> you know, because that's supposed to be a strong hand, not his regular size hand. And he, the guy does not want to touch his hand so much that he doesn't and falls to his death. But he doesn't actually say, take my strong hand. He says he should take his little hand.
0: Oh, so he's actually still, it's not even a joke on the strong hand or anything like that. He literally just says, take my little hand.
1: Yeah, he actually never says, take my strong hand. I think he might have mentioned that this is his stronger hand earlier in the uh, movie, but he never Uh, says, take my strong hand.
0: Okay, okay, I see.
1: Uh, I've seen that movie a million times and to this day thought it was take my strong hand.
0: Well, you're going to have to go watch it again.
1: Uh, I'm going to skip through a few because, yeah. Uh, Number four, and this is a movie title, and I think I'm guilty of this one. Okay. It's Interview with the Vampire, not Interview with a Vampire. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. it's the Vampire. Yeah, Yeah, I've known that for a while.
1: And I used to do the same thing with System of a Down and System of the Down.
0: It, which one is it?
1: System of a Down. Oh, okay, because so, it's S <laughs> O A D. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Soda. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, not soda. Soad. <laughs> so. <laughs> so-
1: mm-hmm. Soad.
0: Soad. <laughs> <laughs> I. I. I've known that for a while, but also because how much I've literally loved like a any vampire movie, no matter how cheesy it may possibly be. Um, and then also with that one, there was such a huge. Uh, A a huge, uh, I I guess... um, Cult following or no? uh, I was more like uh, just people freaking out about the fact that Tom Cruise was going to be in it. Oh, yeah. And then everyone watched it and even Anne Rice, um, she even said, oh, yeah, he did a good job. He was good (laughs) in it. He was very good as uh, Lestat.
1: All right. So you say you love vampire movies. I do. Even the cheesy ones. Mm -hmm. When someone's thinking of a cheesy vampire line to say... What is that one line everyone says? I
0: want to suck your blood. Well, yeah. we would
1: think that it was from Bela Lugosi, you know, from Dracula.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why I was kind of doing the Bela Lugosi voice with, with that. the
1: heavy Hungarian accent. Mm-hmm. But no, he never said such thing in the 1931 film. Damn it! Yeah, it's uh, it's possible that without the quote, one might dress up as Dracula for Halloween and not be recognized as Bell Lugosi's version of the character. It's an easy <laughs> ver- version of Lugosi's Hungarian accent and quickly identifies the, the character. But yeah, he never yeah. said it. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: He didn't say anything along those lines? They, they don't say, no. That's horse crap. I don't no. believe that. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch that one too.
1: Um, yeah, like they even said, like anytime someone dresses up as Dracula for Halloween, we're likely to hear them quote, I want to suck your blood in a heavy Hungarian accent, but he never said it.
0: I wonder if that came from like a cartoon or something like that. Something. I bet like yeah. a Scooby-Doo or something along those <gasps> lines.
2: I bet it was that.
0: like, Or even just any of those like Warner Brothers, like a Looney Tunes or something along those lines. I bet it was said somewhere in reference to it, but never actually done by Bella Lugosi. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Uh, moving on to the next. Next one. So when you hear, do you want to play a game? What movie do you think of?
0: Oh, yeah. Saw. Saw. Jigsaw.
1: He doesn't actually say that.
0: Does he say, like, would you like to play a game?
1: No. No. So we remember as he turns to the that? camera and asks, do you want to play a game? But what he ax- actually says is, I want to play a game.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Isn't
1: that crazy? But to this day, if you say, do you want to play a game? You're like, oh, crap.
0: I think that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, he's not asking. He just wants to play the game and you don't get a choice in it. Which, again, he's trapping them. Makes total sense.
1: All right. When you hear, we're going to need a bigger boat, you think of? Jaws. But yeah.
0: But, we're going to need a bigger boat.
1: But Brody doesn't actually say that. He says, you're going to need a bigger boat. Ah. A, yeah! It's
0: like, it's just those little tweaks on it mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's like playing a game of telephone, and... Finally, getting to the end of it, and somebody saying something completely different from what was originally
2: said. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? It really feels like they are famous quotes that got turned into jokes,
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those
2: jokes are what caught on.
1: Yep, the mainstream. You know, jokes. Yeah,
2: we're gonna need a bigger boat makes more sense because it'd be funny if you were on a thing and you know you're you, you know in the water. water it, you're yeah, like, Guys, we're huh? gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah,
1: because that joke has been used all the time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, so you love the Gremlins, right, Rev?
0: I do, uh, and it's one of it's one of the best christmas movies out there (laughs) and the second movie is fantastic because it's essentially mocking the people who wanted to make a second movie (laughs) by just turning it into just the most absolutely ridiculous like marketing like sellout movie while still basic almost beat for beat being the same movie just set in new york it's fantastic both
1: of them all right so in gremlins the leader of the gremlins the bad one Mm -hmm. what was his name
0: What was his name? Was it Spike?
1: No. Crap. That's what everyone thinks. Because he got that spike of like Mohawk. Yeah, yeah. He's got the cool mohawk. His name is Stripe. Oh,
0: it's Stripe, you're
1: right. Right? Damn it. Oh my You knew goodness. though, Rev. You knew. Yeah, I, I, I like well
0: dude, no, like that's it, that movie is a like a Christmas tradition. Like that's one of those ones during the holidays I'll sit down and watch because I love it so much. So Carl, your cat has probably seen it a bunch of times, in France. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and this one cracks me up because I've never seen it and I only reference I really know is from Rick and Morty and which I'll actually talk about the last season of Rick and Morty next episode, mm-hmm. but uh, Freddy Krueger says When we think of him saying, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy, or excuse me, your boyfriend now, bitch, he actually says, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy.
0: Oh. And the only reason I know
1: that from Rick and Morty is like because the they made a spoof of Freddy Krueger and he kept calling everyone bitch. Well, And
0: the, one bitch. of the things is is I believe he'd actually, what he says in one of the movies, and I think it's the Dream Warriors, again mm-hmm. I'm a big Freddy Krueger fan, mm-hmm. um, is he says welcome to primetime bitch as, mm. he bring, as he smashes a woman's face into a television. That's amazing. But Dude, he, he, the puns get pretty fantastic.
1: Right, but he didn't call Nancy a bitch, he just no. called her Nancy, but yeah. everyone lo- knows the line as, I'm your boyfriend now, bitch. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. if I ever get a boyfriend, I'm gonna say that I'm your girlfriend now, bitch.
0: Yeah, wow. <laughs> and yes, I, I was right with that one. Uh, so that is where it said. I, again, it's just misremembering and just smooshing some, you know, a couple of lines together.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you seen Seven, Joe?
2: Seven, the, the one the with Brad... sins? Yes. No, yes, with with
0: yeah. yeah, with Kevin Spacey, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, mm-hmm. great movie.
1: So a lot of people remember seeing. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, at the very end, yeah, it's a big one. When we see the big old rage moment, the final sin, mm-hmm. we are we all believe that we saw Gwyneth Paltrow's character's head. Inside box. What's
0: in the box?
1: But we never actually see what's inside the box. No. No, I
0: I, I believe it was a a, a nice um, floral arrangement. Mm. Oh. And uh, yeah, that's what caused um, uh, him to freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has
1: allergies. That's why he freaked out. (laughs) Funny enough, though, I thought this was interesting. They did make a prosthetic head of Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Uh, But they didn't actually use it for the movie. But they later used it in a scene for the movie Contagion that came out in 2011.
2: Oh, weird. The, have you
1: guys heard or seen that movie? It yes. It has, has a lot of great actors in it. I think like Jude Law is in it, uh, Kate Winslet, but it's going to hit a little too close to home, so maybe don't watch
0: it. A lot of people were referencing it when, uh, when the pandemic first started because there's Ooh. a lot of things that go along. And Gwyneth Paltrow's in it at the beginning. Yes,
1: yeah, so spoiler alert, her character contracts a contagion and it spreads, like, worldwide, and it goes real crazy and killing a lot of people, like, to the point where there's, like, bodies on the street. Uh, and her character was the first one to contract it. That's
0: right. She was the patient zero with that. Yeah, yeah, she
1: went on a business trip or something to a country, and then they traced it back to this restaurant, or casino she ate at in the food. It was something in the food uh, based off this animal, blah, 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 blah. blah. But they use a. There's a scene where they are cutting into her head to do an autopsy. Gross. Oh, and so they use. I don't remember that in the Contagion movie. Yeah, yeah, that was in the beginning, and they used the head from the movie Seven Damn. for that scene. Hey. And I, so they reused it. They yeah, repurposed exactly. it. Didn't go to waste. You know,
0: reuse, reuse, recycle. Good for you.
1: It's. I mean, Good for you. I would re- would have recommended this movie a few years back. I don't recommend it right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to be in the right headspace. It's the same line, <laughs> just like ah, ha, 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 ha. I did that on purpose. Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe not right now. Anyways, until next time, <laughs> stay nerdy. <laughs>